I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hi, fellow football fan. Cameroon is famous for its football culture and legendary players like Samuel Eto'o, Rigobert Song, and Roger Miller. But what's the local football culture like in Cameroon? And what can we expect from Cameroon at the upcoming World Cup? That's what we're going to find out in this episode. I spoke with a former Cameroon international, as well as an African football journalist, to get the answers to those questions. My name is Sam Verraten, and welcome to The Home of Football, a podcast powered by 433. Cameroon is a well-known country in Central Africa, with a population of over 28 million people. Their men's national football team is nicknamed the Indomitable Lions. They've won the Africa Cup of Nations five times, most recently in 2017. Samuel Eto'o was elected as the president of the Cameroonian Football Federation in December last year. To get to know how Eto'o is doing as the president, I called Sean Osimbo, a journalist who specializes in African football. Here's Sean Osimbo on the current presidency of Samuel Eto'o. One thing with Eto'o, I feel like he's style of leadership is a bit different from other African FA presidents. Um, This, I say, because he's very vocal, unlike other African FA presidents, because others are known either to be um, twisted by the big bodies uh, across the world. But for Eto, when he doesn't like something, he says it like it is, even when it comes to the national team. So let's take, for example, uh, just recently, uh, Eto has demanded an apology for the claims made by Radio France International. There was an article that was written that 
Cameroon players have visited this spiritual is called Giuseni uh, ahead of Qatar. So he came out to say he wants an apology from Radio France International. Uh, they're not going to use magicians ahead of this um, World Cup. That is not a good way uh, to do it and to say it. And he's also been very vocal uh, about the Africa Cup of Nations and its timing. As you know, uh, the Africa Cup of Nations, because of the weather in Africa, because of the rains in Africa, it keeps on being shifted. So it was held this early this year in um, uh, Cameroon, uh, that is in January and February. I remember I attended the one in Egypt in 2019. It was uh, during the June-July uh uh, slot and also now the Ivory Coast one has had to be moved to uh, 2024 because of weather concerns. And he had to come out because we had remarks by Napoli president who was saying if AFCON keeps on uh, shifting the dates like this, he's not going to sign up um, African players. But Eto was the only vocal FA president who said, no, this is Africa. We're going to defend our continent and we're going to play. It's not our fault that we have rings. And it's like so many people abroad, so many people in Europe cannot understand that. They want that um, tournament to be played June, July, but it is very rainy in Africa. So it makes it hard. And you know the state of infrastructure when it comes to African uh, clubs and African nations. So he, he was one of those very vocal. Um, he's one of those very vocal FA presidents and I think that is why uh, people like him. Even the other day when the team uh, lost in a friendly, he had to come out say he wanted to see them lose so that he knows their mental state. He's, he's not afraid to come out and be vocal and we've been seeing him also going across Africa, you know, talking to people, talking in summits, um, just educating people. So I think that is one of the things that is very exciting about Samuel Eto. He can actually speak his mind. So Samuel Eto'o has been popular as the president of the Cameroon Football Federation so far because he's not afraid to speak his mind. To get a better understanding of what it means for players from Cameroon to represent their country, I called Eyong Eno. He played for clubs such as Ajax and Fulham in Europe and has 55 caps for Cameroon. He shared the pitch with players like Eto'o and Alex Song. Here's Eyong Eno on the impact his national debut had on him when he got to represent Cameroon for the first time in 2009 against Morocco. Yeah, the memory for that day is very fresh. Uh, just talking about it, it feels like it was yesterday. Um, growing up in Cameroon, everybody, if you're a young footballer, you dream of wearing the national team jersey someday. And uh, you don't know how it's going to happen because uh, there are too many good players in the country. And uh, for me, I was just looking forward to play professional football in Europe. And I was fortunate to be called up and uh, it it was very uh, surprising because I wasn't expecting to start. I just was my first call up in the national team. I was just there to learn, you know, to get the experience, uh, to get to uh, just train with these legends that were in the team: Rico Song, Samuel Eto, Jerry Mejita. And I'm going to meet them personally, like life. So for me, it was just a learning experience and. I was surprised the day of the game when they put up the lineup and I was going to start. <laughs> I was feeling a bit nervous, like, this is huge. Uh, my first call-up, I'm going to be in the starting 11. It's in Cameroon. It's like you're playing in Yaoundé, where the pressure is always very high. The expectations are over the chart and over the roof. And you're coming into a team where there are people who have been established. Everybody knows them. So, yeah, it was a, was a, was a very special and unique day for me. But uh, I was fortunate to have uh, one or two players around who really 
spoke to me, just encouraged me and told me, you know what, just just put yourself together. Uh, it's, yeah, there's pressure, but it's football. Yeah. And you get there, just do your thing. So, yeah, it's a very special day. I remember the, the atmosphere. Uh, I never watched a uh, game live in the stadium in Yaoundé, but I was uh, I played it before, but not to watch a game for national team or so. So I was going to go there to play uh, a national team for the first time. I'd seen some games on TV, but to be there in person, the pressure, the atmosphere is heavy. It's very unique. You can see the passion that the Cameroonians have for football. So it's a day. It's a day I remember, like yesterday. This is always unique. The special feeling and to be able to play first game and to play full game. For my first game was, uh, yeah, something I am always um, keeping in the in the archives of my football experience. Yeah, it's a very special day. Yeah, exactly. And like you mentioned, you you entered the team when they had legendary players as well, like uh, Song and Samuel Eto'o. You played 55 games for the national team. So I'm wondering, you know, uh, what does the national team mean to the people of Cameroon? Like, of course, Cameroon is also a country where there's a French-speaking part, English-speaking part. And uh, you, you often see that a national team kind of binds a country together in that sense. Um, so I'm curious, you know, what does the national team of Cameroon mean to the country? I think the national team means everything, um, like literally everything. When there's a football match, you know, the whole country stands still. Like it's uh, the respect and the value and the position that football has in Cameroon is a unifying factor. It's, it really expresses um, the convergence, the convergence point for Cameroon because Cameroon is a very diverse country. We've got 10 provinces, we've got hundreds of uh, different uh, cultural uh, uh, tribes and the, the heritage, the food, a lot of different uh, diversity of food, different people with different um, cultural aspects so it's like Africa in miniature it's like the whole Africa is, is is summarized in Cameroon you have everything there so if you need one thing that will bring all of that together will be football of course another one is music but football is like the major one because uh, football is what has really made Cameroon known internationally be it at the World Cup or, or football it is made Cameroon known so when football is concerned, it's the cultural pillar of Cameroon and the, the government knows it, the people know it and unifies it. So when a goal is called by Cameroon, you know, from every part of the country, people are celebrating because then you forget every difference, you forget every cultural barrier and all of that. It's, it's just it's a unifying factor. And it doesn't matter who scores, whoever scores is Cameroon that has scored. So it's a very powerful unifying factor and uh, you know just community uh, unifying uh, experience and when I came to the national team we all sang the same national anthem we all defended the same color so it's, it's, it's a powerful symbolic um, uh, aspect as far as Cameroon is concerned it's not it's not a joke to be <laughs> to be in the Cameroon national team or to play football there because God and now about 20, 20, 25 million people, they know you, you, you're you under the scrutiny of 25 million coaches <laughs> to play in Cameroon national team. Yeah. yeah. There are a lot of people who, when you say Cameroon, they don't think of nothing else but football. So it's like, it's, it's, it's like really huge. And a lot of people don't know because uh, it's not properly put out there, but Cameroon is actually really, really, really big as far as that is concerned. Let's dive into the local football culture of Cameroon now. 
Here's journalist Sean Osimbo on the potential of the country and the local football league. So Cameroon is one of the African giants when it comes to football. Uh, we've seen them bring out big names across the years. Um, most notably, everyone knows now who's their FA president, that is Samuel Eto'o. So it's a nation that has really embraced football. And as you saw how they came out to support the Africa Cup of Nations, which they were hosting earlier this year. So that's how serious they are when it comes to football. They, they talent pool is massive. Cameroon continues to grow every every single day. As Eto was saying, they are trying their best to make sure they nurture the talent across the country. Uh, the level of the local league uh, in Cameroon, what's that like, the local clubs? For me, I will always insist on the talent pool in Cameroon. Cameroon is, I think that, and that is what Eto is trying to do. He's trying to, to make sure the structures are working. Now they have a bit of infrastructure developed uh, because of the uh, hosting the AFCON and I think I hope they capitalize on that. That is my prayer because that was a massive uh, move for Cameroon. But the talent pool in Cameroon is very, very massive. You see how um, the league is structured. You don't have one pass, one team dominating year after year after year. You see so many different um, champions here and there and I hope they will set the structures because what misses in Cameroon and also the rest of Africa is that um, you know we see how the talent grows, naturally of talent, you know, all the way from the schools to the other side, uh, to also to profession to professional football. So that is what I think needs to be done in Cameroon because you know uh, the talent is there. They they chuck uh, many names, big names when it comes to and a country to mention them as we talk about World Cup. Uh, they chuck very big names to European teams and European leagues. So let's that is what is happening in Cameroon. I just hope they can continue nurturing the talent and also working on setting up better structures for these players. Better structures. Eyong Eno agrees the country needs to improve the ways it develops football talent. Here's Eno again. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. So for me, growing up in Cameroon, we had school football where you could play at the school level. We have the football that you play in the community. This was very current. A lot of us developed our skills. I developed my skills from this, not just from a football club, but from the streets. And that helped a lot. And uh, going back to Cameroon, those things are missing slowly. Uh, more kids, they want to train in a very proper field only. And we don't have that competitive age. So when I left Cameroon, I played with some very talented, experienced player, players who was more about their talent and creativity 
So that inspired me a lot. That helped me. But when I left Cameroon, I think the football dropped, you know, the organization at the local level and the football development hasn't been what it is. And I'm very happy that Samuel Eto is now the president of the federation because he understands it. He also played in the street and he's very passionate. I think one of the things he did recently was to speak to the, the, the Ministry of Education who are in charge of schools to put back sports, to put back games into schools because that's really where uh, most of the kids are really developed again in their talent. And that's a good step uh, that he's doing. Also, another thing, they're going to launch the Youth League where a lot of young people can be developed inside. And through that competitiveness, the kids can, you know, put their talents back again into activities. So I think there's a lot of work Eto is doing since he came on. Things that were not there, were not very organized and active. And he's really trying to bring professionalism. So I'm hoping that in the next couple of years, uh, a lot of changes will happen. And then, uh, yeah, for me, those things were not there all this while, so we're losing. It's just starting now because Eto came as president and he really wants to do something good. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting because I wanted to ask you, uh, you already mentioned a couple of things he changed for the good. What do you think his impact is so far and what do you think he can still improve to uh, make sure Cameroon progresses when it comes to the development of football? There were, there were two major things that he is passionate about and I agree. And I think those are the first things to do is to kick off back football, football youth development. That's one. Two, the, prof- the local league the professional league to bring it up to a standard which is competitive which is effective organized but also the players would like to play in the league because they have they, they see how it is organized so recently for the first time after a long time they played the Cameroon Cup in Cameroon recently and the stadium was full and they were able to you know do see people coming to the stadium doing a whole lot and just enjoying football for, for a couple of years. I can say for maybe over a decade, we didn't have that in Cameroon. People didn't go to the stadium. They didn't pay their money to go to the stadium because there was no excitement. There was no proper structure organization and it was limited, but it's coming back. So it all is not just about what he wants to do. It's just what he is. He's being the president is very symbolic. It's symbolic to bring him back hope to, to football development in Cameroon. It's symbolic to have a young person because uh, you've never had anyone younger at his age to really lead a football federation. So it's 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 inspiring also for young leaders. It gives a uh, a dream and a new era in, in, in introduction for many people to start to dream. And then he's really big on players because that was another thing uh, that I think he, he started doing was to make sure that the players are protected. So one of the things he's been pushing for players to get insurance, which we didn't have, and the, once the players feel that their interest is in place, they're, they're protected, they start to earn some salary, they would love to play in the league. They will want to play in the league. And he's also pushing for new sponsors to come in so that more money can get into the league to develop facilities and infrastructures. So the, those basic um, youth development stuff, he's already doing it uh, at the moment. And I couldn't ask him to do something else. Let's dive into the Cameroon national team. They have often switched managers over the last few years and appointed Rijo Bersong as manager at the beginning of 2022. They qualified for the World Cup in Qatar, but are placed in a tough group with Brazil, Serbia and Switzerland. Here's journalist Sean Osimbo on the state of Cameroon's national football team. Yeah, so first of all, um, if we talk about Cameroon's preparations for the World Cup, you have to admit they have not been smooth. 
right? And I think people are like, why are you losing to small teams? You understand? They lost uh, 2-0 to Uzbekistan and they lost 1-0 to South Korea during the international break. And Cameroonians were very mad at this. And, um, you know, they're like, they, you know, the, the team is called the Indomitable Lions. Uh, that is their nickname. And they are in Group G alongside Brazil, Switzerland, and Serbia. So if you can't get past Uzbekistan, I think that's how they say it, and South Korea, how will you get past Switzerland and Serbia? Let alone, we know Brazil. Brazil, that's where they're going to, you know, it's going to be a tough fight. That one they have accepted. They want uh, maybe to be either a draw or they lose to them. But, you know, for you to beat, you have to capitalize on beating Switzerland. You have to get maximum points when it comes to Switzerland and Serbia. So... That is exactly what the Cameroonians want. And then from Brazil, you can either grab a draw or, you know, uh, a loss. They, they, they're okay with losing to Brazil. So that is exactly what is happening. So everyone is everyone was, was celebrating Rigobert's song where, you know, he's he, he has played in the World Cup. He helped the team qualify for this specific World Cup, but he's been criticized for the lack of fluidity in the team. Uh, most Cameroonians think he's not making, especially the big names, gel well ahead of, and, and there's not enough time for, for these preparations because the, the World Cup is literally around the corner. And um, so people, when he was being given this part, people are like, you know, he's very familiar with the World Cup even after being recorded when he was 17 against Brazil, you see, back in 1994. And again, four years later, he was also recorded. Um, that is, people say this is his pool. He understands that. Uh, but he needs to actually, you know, step up. He needs to actually make sure the team is gelling ahead of this. So most people are calling uh, for him to step down but as i told you eto is very vocal i think he has put his trust in him and i think also it's very late to start you know changing uh coaches because november 20th is just literally uh, here with us so i think changing coaches might play a number a mental number on the players it might work it might not work so there's no need to take that drastic step but when it comes to the cameroonians they some of them believe in him but some of them it's like they've lost a, a little bit of hope, especially after losing to Uz Uzbekistan and South Korea. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. So you mentioned the group with Switzerland, Serbia and Brazil. What do you expect from Cameroon at this World Cup? What do you think they will be able to do? I think uh, they'll qualify for the knockout stages. Um, I think Brazil will top the group and then... Uh, that is Group G, and then Cameroon uh, might come in second. But as I said, they have to capitalize um, on uh, playing, um, I mean, getting all the three points against Serbia and Switzerland. They open their um, their game against Switzerland, that will be, I think, at 10 a.m. GMT. That is on November 24th. And then they'll also play, and then next on 28th, November 28th, that's when they play Serbia, and then they will play Brazil. So they have to make sure they capitalize on their first two matches. They have no choice but to go for three points, right? They have no choice but to go for three points when it comes to this. So that is how um, the Cameroonians are hoping it goes well. Uh, but I know, you know, when, when it comes to the World Cup, some of these underdogs, when it comes to the teams, they come out and, you know, they, they offer good performance. So you can't also look down on Serbia and Switzerland, especially Switzerland. And um, so I hope they, they have a plan, but that is um, what many 
Cameroonians are hoping. Beat Switzerland, beat Serbia, try your best to draw with Brazil. Eyong Eno also has doubts about the team's chances at the World Cup. When he represented Cameroon, he shared the pitch with players from top European clubs, such as Samuel Eto'o. That's different now. The team only has a couple of top players. Here's Eyong Eno. So the team is always known to have legendary players who play in top clubs. All the players in the team were playing in very top clubs in Europe, whether it's Arsenal, Barcelona, I was playing for Ajax. But this team, you have a couple of players who are playing in top clubs. You can just side one, two, three or four, which is different uh, from my time and the times before where all these players were just really huge. So I wouldn't rate uh, the team in terms of each individual player as really like the top of the top because of when you look at the pedigree with all respect. Uh, but I think it's a team that has a lot of work and there's been a lot of changes around the team too. So it puts the team in a very difficult position to have some stability. The team hasn't been stable. Not too long the coach was changed and another coach came. Not too long another coach came again. So it's gone through a lot of shaking for the past, I think, three, four years. So the team is not have a consistency and a consistent management to be able to build something, work on a project and build it like you say, okay, now these guys have been together. They are quite solid. They may not have the biggest stars, but they've been able to work uh, you know, on a good team. It makes it very difficult to rate the team as far as uh, we can only just rely on the name Cameron has and the, the, the Lion spirit to be able to push and bring something good out of it. But when I look at a team very objectively, I wouldn't say the team, uh, apart from some very unique players that stand out for uh, Andrew Nana, you've got Anglisa who plays for Napoli, you've got Ekambitoko uh, who plays for Lyon. But those are the players I could just name from my fingertips who I say they're a very quality player. But the rest, they're not players who are really known such big pedigree. So that makes it uh, difficult to really give the team some weight. Yeah, what what do you think? Uh, do you think they'll be able to get past the group stage? Because of course Brazil is in there, but Switzerland and Serbia, you know, you, you might be able to get some points against those teams. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Do you think Cameroon will be able to to go through, or do you think it will be very very tough? Well, I'm a fan. I'm a fan. I'm a supporter. As a fan, as a supporter, I believe and I, I dream that Cameroon will go through, and I expect hopefully that we can give a lot of surprise because in terms like I said in terms of the team and the quality um, if I have to be objective I would would doubt but in terms of a fan I would believe in the team and hopefully that those guys will go there dream big and then surprise everybody like the 1990 World Cup team that went in Italy and nobody believed if you look at the pedigree compared to Argentina nobody was expecting them to even have a draw we were expecting them to lose like five or six. So, um, but they went with a dream and something happened. So as a fan, that's what I would be looking at. But as an analyst, a football analyst, and as a former footballer as well, objectively, um, the quality of the team for me at the moment in terms of, uh, because you don't just go to a, to a World Cup, uh, you prepare for a few months to go for a World Cup. You, you, you take time, you take years to build something. It's a project. And personally, there hasn't been a project in Cameroon that has stayed for two years. If you had a coach that had worked with the team for two years to build something and to have a, a, a you say like you say to have a, a team and a system, then I'll say, oh, 
as an analyst, there's something that's been worked on, but I can't tell you that because they just changed the coach after the Nations Cup who's coming in and who has to start doing something. So I don't see a structure in the team at the moment. Um, and yeah, as an analyst, I would say um, I'm not very optimistic for the team making through to the second round. So that's the limbo. That's the middle ground I find myself as a fan, yeah. <laughs> as a supporter. So as an analyst, I have to be honest and objective. Yeah. I watch, I've watched the games um, that the team has played. And from a football standpoint, I can tell you it's going to be very tough for the team to make it through to the second round. Let's hope the Indomitable Lions can surprise the world at the upcoming World Cup. I want to thank Sean Simbo and Aeyong Eno for their interviews. Follow this podcast to never miss an episode. And if you want to have early access to our podcast episodes, download the 433 app. It's free and our podcast episodes are published there a week earlier than on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. All right, my name is Sam Verraalte. Thank you for listening. And on to the next story in the home of football. Hi guys, Frankie here. I just filmed the podcast with 433. I'm Ria Ferdinand. I'm Mario Götze. My name is Clarence Seedorf. Hi, I'm Sunil Chetri. I just finished my podcast with 433. Hi, 433 fans. It's Don Robbie in the building, right? And we are here for a great podcast. I want you to check it out. Hi, 433. I am Fabrizio Romano. Check out my story on the podcast. It was a great pleasure. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.